Hey, everybody. We have a very special episode today. Uh, we're going to be talking about things you shouldn't be saying to a priest. That's right. If you're a Catholic and you say one of these things to the priest, the priest is going to look at you and be like, you should not have said that. I've been waiting for the show for a long time. Let's get started. You know, I'm not a priest, uh, but I can definitely come up with some things here. Right. I don't know if this is like a round robin or what, but it's it's definitely going to be nice to have your input. Oh on, yeah. On some of these things, absolutely. Um, you know, we might we might want to start out with you. You know, just to kind of gauge where you're at because I've got some things that might. He's not... got a lot of problems with you people. Yeah. Well, you let me, All right, I'll start. I will start. All right, and I'm going to start by saying, if you're on YouTube right now, you have. Better clicked the subscribe button already. You better give us a thumbs up and share the show on all of our social media platforms at Catholic Talk Show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Big shout out to our patrons. And as we get started, this is the thing you should never say to a priest. Two things. <laughs> Father, it's too cold in the church. Or Father, it's too hot. Oh. So where does well, your church trend? Is it your... Do you get where, more? It's too cold or too on the hot? Temperature Both, bro. Any church that I've ever been in, <laughs> so many people come up. Father, it's too cold. Father, it's too hot. You I'm can't wearing, do it. I can't do it, man. I mean, what what am I supposed to do, <laughs> dude? You're wearing like nine pounds of vest. Exactly. Here's, here, let's let's take a step back here. Just a second. <gasps> let's not get all wound up. Out all of right, it. man. This Joe, is gonna be like right. a, a therapy session. Here's, here's, here's the deal. All right. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, so uh, I I think a lot of people look at a priest, and what they see is not really in reality who the priest is in the parish, right? Like, you know, like you don't you don't know there's no paper towels in the bathroom, right? Unless you use it, and then you go change it out if you don't have somebody to do it. For example. Oh no no hold on okay. hold on hold on. Right, We're just I'll trying to get straight myself. with everybody right. here. And, and a lot of people, when they look at a priest, they see something, someone that uh, they can approach with a lot of different things that are, I would say, inappropriate, um, that, you know, you, you can't do everything. And I, I say this as a CEO, too. You Thank know? you, Ryan. It's like I get calls and stuff from people, and I'm just Thank like— Thank you, Ryan. I'm like, get that. No. Uh-uh. So— we, we thank you for your service to the church. <laughs> your first priority is to be present when the sacraments of Christ and his church are needed for his people. All the stress is leaving that's, me right now, right? That's your job. Do yes. your job. Your job is to provide Jesus Christ to the people that God calls you to serve, and sometimes he sends you to these people. That's what I got ordained for. Right? That being said, I was at the church today, right? Yeah. And it was hot in there, and there's no paper towels in the bathroom, Okay. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to, I just wanted to preface that because... You know, there are certain things that are out of character for some people because they don't realize that your main job is to be present for our Lord to send you to places to give himself to the people that you've been called to serve. Soap in the bathroom. Do you hear that one a lot? See, what had happened was... (laughs) It's not foam. Did you take the foam out? No, see, what happened was the soap that we had bought was cheap. Okay? And I thank God for... 
my finance office who does some purchasing because they're great at it. Is they it like save Ajax, me some money. Like the but bro, it's like so watery. It was it was really really watery, and like people were getting aggravated with it, but not saying anything to anybody. So it was just letting like you know weeks would go by, weeks would go by, and then finally it was like the soap in the bathrooms just. You know, it was like with animus. Yeah. I'm like, let me go check out the soap. And sure enough, I'm like, this stuff is terrible. Okay, so that raises a question. This is weeks after, right? Yes, weeks after. Are you not washing your hands? Um, It's COVID, man. Could you pass me some hand sanitizer, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, how, how, do you I go, go, how do you go weeks without washing your hands I don't church? really go into the bathrooms that are next to the church. I go into, like, the private office He bathrooms. goes into the priest bathroom. Right? It's just oh, like wow. when I was in high school, when before a basketball game, we used to go into the faculty bathrooms. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Don Raby. All right. <laughs> All right, so we got soap. And temperature so, control. And temperature, temperature control. control. Temperature control. Me it's a big deal. Oh, buddy, it's always, I mean, especially the temper, temperature control, soap comes and, like, whatever. That, that happened recently. But temperature throughout every single parish I've ever been in. How about, and I'm not going to say it because I really haven't properly formed the idea, but how about somebody, <laughs> a lot of our commenters are like, you guys are laughing and the world's burning. Like, we've been where told, do you stand on this? We've been told that we're going to hell. Do you get some of those? So, like, yeah. Hey, hey, father. Which one are you? Who did you vote for? Yeah, yeah. You should not ask a priest who he voted for or who, at all. It's yeah. it, it, it has become a political mania. Yeah. They're really good at dividing people. So good at dividing people. Yeah. And in a partisan world... <laughs> There yeah. is no room for Christ. Yeah. And he's continuing to get pushed out. So it's like, you know, for me, it's like I will not use the pulpit yeah. as a place to promote political partisanship. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. The church is an instrument of unity and salvation among all people. Mm-hmm. And the responsibility of proclaiming the truth is not partisan. Right. You know? So, it, nonetheless, I mean, like, th- that happens, especially now. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time, man. And then when What's a priest— reaction is like— Well, when a priest ever—when a priest, like, breaches that type of forum, they instantaneously become— Celebrity priests. Celebrity priests, uh. you know, because these political parties scoop up and, like, we have— Wield them. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just like, th- that's not right at yeah. all. Yeah. Even even if the effort is noble. Sure. Even if the effort is noble. And I'm not saying that these guys don't have noble intentions. I don't know their intentions. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like when you represent that, you represent the party's position. Yeah. So no matter what, and I will get political on this for a second. Yeah. You know, if I if I lean and I start promoting the democratic platform, mm-hmm. I'm going to cede my position toward abortion and a number of other things that are against Catholic teaching. If I move in the direction of the Republican Party and I just promote the Republican Party, I'm also condoning capital punishment. You know, so like, I'm sorry. I don't. There's no one party. No. So so what I'm called to do is to say that objectively speaking, abortion is wrong. Objectively speaking, capital punishment is wrong. Mm -hmm. In almost every instance. In every instance. The dignity of the human person 
from conception until natural death and even in the grave bears dignity. We need to uphold that dignity and protect it as church because the world wants to deface and that, it. And that dignity has just been uh, ramrodded by the partisan po- political media structure that we have. Absolutely. And we are completely divided. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll yeah. probably, I'll probably get. Yeah. After saying that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure right now there's some yeah. super Republican and some super Democrats coming at them, me. Both of them telling us we're going to hell for yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. dude, you like you said, and then I'm making light of it or something. You know? Do you know how many times we get people commenting on our videos that say we're going to hell for oh. laughing? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Thanks, guys. Yeah, dumb comment. Don't do it again. I hope it's not <laughs> Jesus commenting because we need to pay attention. I don't think it, it's like like Huggy Bear 28 or something. Uh, some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, all right. Now here's something else that I think you should not say to a priest, and I'm sure you get Give this Give it one. to me. And being a Florida priest, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Hey, Father, will you marry us on the beach? Oh, all the time. Uh oh, that happens all the time. You, let me you marry let me a lot tell of people you. on the beach. No, we, oh. I get asked all the time. And you know, there's there's a thing called dispensation of place within the church sure. that is left to the bishop's discernment, right? But it's always in a pastoral situation. Right. It's not like, all right, I'm going to give you dispensation of place because you want to get married at the beach in Cancun, you in know? Can- or wherever, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's important to real. And I understand people watch movies, they sensationalize yeah. all this stuff, uh-huh. they get marketed to. I want to get married. It's the most romantic thing in the world. And then you take your very expensive gown out there. On, on it just makes no sense to you me. But uh, how many times a year do you get someone asking you to marry to marry them on I'm, the beach? I'm handling the situation. Well, it's not beach, but I'm handling the situation right now. And I have to handle it sensitively because yeah. these people, may, you know, maybe are nominally Catholic. They they're know. they're growing up, you know, they're they're wanting to be married, but they don't understand. Pastorally, you know, you're trying to shepherd them to the beauty of correct, what the church correct. and the sacraments they are. It's, it's and obvious. the fact that they're here, and that's what I mentioned. <laughs> like, tell them look, stupid. no matter what you, no matter what you decide, just know that I'm here, and I would love to walk with you, and I want to celebrate your joy mm-hmm. and your relationship. And I'm happy to prepare you for marriage. And I cannot do the wedding that you want me to. But, you know, hopefully in the process, as, as as we work together, you could see the vision of the church and see the beauty of how your sacrament of matrimony ought to minister in the world and in the church and why your sacrament must be celebrated What's and received in the church. What's more beautiful than a church marriage? Yeah, I mean, so many people want to get married on the beach. They see it in commercials or movies, and they think it's the most romantic thing in the world. Like, oh, I'm getting married on the beach. But there's no natural beauty that compares with the beauty of sacraments. And if you want to get a beach party, have your reception on the beach. Get yeah. married on a church mm-hmm. and then take the limo over to the beach and have a great time. Mm-hmm. That's a good compromise. And that way you have the best of both the natural beauty and the beauty of the sacraments, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think when it comes down to it, it's it's a product of divorcing reality from action and post-sexual revolution. Post-sexual revolution. Wait, wait, wait. What? Sex sex doesn't equal bearing children. Marriage you know? doesn't equal commitment. Marriage doesn't equal commitment. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's we've Marriage divorced is an event in your life. Yeah, exactly. It's a one-time event. Yeah, and it's you want to throw special. this massive yeah. party, you know? And and uh, you know, I love my cousin. Uh, you know, he came back from Iraqi freedom. You know, and we 
we were driving around in the car and he said, you know, I'm like, Jay, I just don't think this relationship's going to work, bro. Like he was in war, like the middle of war, coming back all crazy. And he just married a hot, like the, a girl that was a pretty girl. And, um, but I just knew it wasn't going to work. And I was just like, you know, like, bro, don't do it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Richie, it's not, it's not going to work, but you know, I'm just going to still marry. I'm like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh my gosh. Like literally saying that to me, yeah. and I love him to death. Yeah. I love he's like such a close relative. It's not gonna work, but you know, let's let's mess around. And he and, said, "Wow, Richie, man, like the, you know, everybody's coming over the house. You know, it's gonna like be nice. the family's it's coming. Yeah, and, it's party." And he said, "You know, the priest is coming." I said, "One eight hundred rent a priest is not priest coming." Yeah, you know, <laughs> like it's just not the case. It's not a but, priest, but it's it becomes so focused. In in the immaturity, and he was young at the time. He's he's grown a and lot. He's probably also dealing with a lot of post traumatic stress. And he was, and he was just defended the country. Yeah, you know? Absolutely, he was trying to. He was trying to, you know, give his life normalcy. Yeah, and, like exactly. And, yeah. So it's all understandable, and that happens to a lot of our it brothers does. and sisters out there. So, yeah. you know, a lot of love out to to those in the military and and who have who have kind of gone in similar fashion. But mm-hmm. our world kind of accommodates that and gives concession for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know you need to have this marketable experience, and then yeah. everything's going to work out well for you. Yeah. You know, because like you're going to so be happy. Beautiful. Marriage yeah. is a lot longer than the two or three weeks that you get mileage out of your Instagram posts. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and it's I, I tell all my couples, I'm like, look, this is up to you. Yeah. You know, I had this one, I had this one girl go on a rant on Facebook. Yeah. You know, and then she's going through, and this costs five thousand dollars. This costs ten thousand dollars. You know, she goes down a whole list of everything she's paying, and then at the end, she's like, and you better believe that we got to give the priest something, you know, to, money too. Oh. So then I chime in. What, I'm do, you like, get, what do you get for a marriage? I mean, you get honestly, a honestly, hundred bucks. No, no. Some I, oh. I've never been to script with it. Some people have been generous. Um, you cannot charge for a sacrament. Sure. Period. Right. No, but, but, that's no, terrible. I, but you give a stipend. I mean, as it's an you would, it's just you an would, offering. You would. You would think that people give a stipend. It's proper to give a stipend, but not everybody Jen gives and a I, stipend. When we got married, we had like literally, like we literally had no money. Like we had macaroni and cheese, chicken tenders. Yeah. The bar was like you had to pay for that. Yeah. Right. And then the, the most expensive thing was the cake. Yeah. It was like $150. Yeah. You know? And that's what I tell all my couples. I'm I'm always like, look, and I, I chimed in on that Facebook post. I'm like, as the priest who's who's receiving your vows and and uh you don't have to pay me anything. She called me immediately. Sacraments I am so, are never I'm so cost, sorry. Yeah. I am so sorry. Because social media is not a conversation. It's just spewing garbage <laughs> it is. It's spewing. out of your freaking mouth and, into the computer. But, you know, in in the sense of, of what we're talking with this, because I think it's an important topic, and I think we should talk about it. Um, all my couples, I tell them, you don't have to go into this marriage spending $50,000. They want to. $100,000. The whole sense is the parish community that has seen you be born, baptized, you know, receive First Holy Communion, confirmed, and you've come, you've gone through college, and you come back, and now you're getting married. This is a community event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let the community support you. Yeah. Have your wedding in the church. Have your reception in the hall. Yeah. Don't spend all of this money. Yeah. Like I don't, don't want any of my house. kids, at least in my parish, and I, I know it's not it, not in everybody's parish, you need, to, you need to pay your bills. But when it comes to, like, you know, my kids... Yeah. That are going off and getting married, like, come home, yeah. come to your church. Let us celebrate you. Let us get you on a good footing for you know the first years of your marriage. First five years of marriage, divorce rate is massive. 
massive. Let's kind of support you financially, give you gifts. You don't have to spend a ton of money on your marriage. Get you in the right direction. I'm doing it with a community Chinakolo uh, couple, you know, in in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to spend all that money, yeah. but it, it's just become so marketed and There's pressured pressure, yeah. and all that stuff. And it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but to, to your question, exactly, it happens all the time. We can't like don't ask, don't ask. We're priests in the church. We we represent the community and Jesus Christ, and we want you to celebrate these milestones within the church That's so that you can be secure. Way big, way bigger, yeah. way bigger. Yeah. What about funerals? Do people ask you to have funerals on the beach? <laughs> scatter the ashes on a boat that that happens sometimes with scattering of ashes like you and know what's it, the deal with that you no, can't do no, it. no 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 yeah, no yeah no yeah the integrity of species and and i've constantly have worked this into my repertoire of speaking quite a bit and it's there's dignity in human life from mm-hmm. conception to birth to natural death and even in the grave there's dignity to the human person, and we need to honor and reverence that. And, you know, by by sprinkling ashes, we do not create a place of memorial. We do not create oh, yeah. a place of dignity and proper yeah. treatment for the remains yeah. of our loved ones. Yeah. That is paramount. It is one of the corporal works of mercy. We need to be able to bury the bury dead that. in the tradition of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus shows us the fullness of our humanity. Buried. You know, he was buried tomb. in a tomb. Yeah. So we hallow the graves of believers in the same manner yeah. as Jesus goes before us. So, oh, man. you know, and that, and that's the thing. And that's what also the church needs to provide mm-hmm. in property for regions within parish boundaries. We need to provide a proper place of burial. I love like monasteries where they bury oh, the buddy, dead. That's the like, best. It is so cool. Uh, yes. Like, I went to this monastery and then you saw this very simple hill. With everybody who has passed away Amen. in that monastery there, and it was the most beautiful thing. It just yep. like it, it. It's like it's like they're still a part of the community. Amen. Right? I saw they're this. There. I saw this Greek know? Orthodox, and that's exactly it. Yeah, it's exactly the community. It. Yep. I saw this Greek Orthodox monastery, and what they do is they have niches, just like they had in the catacombs. And every priest that's been there for a thousand Amen. years is there, and they have they take like a piece of paper, like almost paper mache, and they put it on the skull and they mm. say this priest this is the years he lived and he, the years he was here wow. and they just have thousands of skulls um Whoa. it's beautiful that's awesome you know but where is that, that? It's, i think it's mount well mount athos wow in greece which Dude, is I like i would love to see that there's a lot of them now in the ancient world scattering the ashes of someone was like the biggest insult you can give them it's like i am scattering your memory to the right. to nature right now i understand the motivation of, the, of a lot of people i understand the motiva- motivation he really liked swimming pools so yeah he, you know, I, I love it's the beach and love this it's all romanticized and not memorialized right. like no. you said but you know there's great saints like you know that were immolated in fire and the Believers would take all the ashes and keep them together, you know, that unity of species. Mm. Um, I understand the motivation, but, you know, having a place where a person can be memorialized, like you said, you know, really visited, visited, prayed for, prayed for. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. And and to, to realize that there are rituals in the church and in the Roman Missal and in the Roman calendar specifically for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the final resurrection. Mm-hmm. And God bless you. That was a sneeze, right? That hurt my heart. <laughs> Is that I, my sternum? I don't think a heart I don't think your heart should hurt from a sneeze, you're all right. I'm fine. 
<laughs> a little pressure. <laughs> All right, so that's, yeah. a, that's a those are two very good ones. What mm-hmm. about baptisms in the beach? Does anybody ever ask do you, you know, to do that? That never happens. Uh, yeah. How about this? Hey, can my could the godparents from my kid be a, these non-Catholic people that I really like? Yes, that happens all the time. And and you got to think about this, you know, and I understand. It's like you have a kid. Hey, my, my best, this is my best friend. Exactly. But yeah, he, I, he's under, a, I understand. He's a, he's, a, he's a, you know, Baptist Luthapescatarian, right? Yeah, but doesn't go to church. Right. Yeah, no, doesn't I, go to church, but he's my best friend. Exactly. Can he be the godparent? Yep. And and that happens all the time. The whole sense is is baptism. You are being initiated to a family, to in, into to the, the, the church, the mystery of Christ's death yeah. and resurrection, and you are being received into the mystical body. Yeah. So, in in that respect, you're being entrusted with the light. You're you're being chrismed and sent forth. Yeah. How you, could a non-Catholic fulfill the vows that you make during you a baptism? Can't. Your like, heart you, you literally can't. takes on the species of God's own heart and Jesus Christ. The, like, the, that's the, like yeah. that's not like. Hey, we're just gonna pour some water on him and have some fun. And it's with gonna it. be cute and we're gonna take pictures. Like yeah. you, it's not a commemoration you, you of friendship. Uphold, like you uphold yeah. a responsibility before God yeah. within the church. Yeah. The church's authority and her law has superseded every single government that has come and gone and legal system that has come and gone throughout history. The church is still here. You are upholding a responsibility before that authority, whether you respect it or not. I mean, that that's a big deal. Right. As a sovereign nation, with a legal code, you are upholding the responsibility of raising this child in the practice of the faith. That's the promise you're making of the Catholic faith. How how you you can't do that if you're not yeah. living your Catholic faith. That's with with marriage couples. I I always encourage sponsor couples. It's not a mandatory thing, but I just say, look, in any type of profession, would you not desire to have a mentor? Yeah. I have so many mentors in all different facets of my life. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, <laughs> thank you. No, and, and I'm, you're I'm absolutely joking, no, no, but I, I yeah. do call you for a lot of different things. Sure. Um, but I, you open yourself up to counsel because it's the only way that you can grow. Yeah. And and it's and it's a product of also being humbled in the fact that like I don't know this very well so help me understand it better. That's what I love about sponsoring people in RCIA. It's, it's the like, most beautiful the thing. People, yeah. yes. It's like, yeah, man, you're let's so go to good adoration. at that, dude. Let's go, like, you know. Yeah. I usually just go to adoration. <laughs> you're yeah. so natural. Dude, with Ryan it, is man. so good at that. Like, you are really there's good. There's been at that. so many times where me and Ryan have been hanging out somewhere, and we'll just meet someone, and he'll be like. Hey, dude, let's go to adoration. We'll just drop what we're doing and yep. go to adoration with these people we meet on the streets. That's like, true. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan does a great job. But, at that. but that's the whole sense of sponsorship. Like, if you were if you weren't living the faith, like, how are you going to sponsor somebody? <laughs> yeah. Well, I look at sponsorship as like, hey, man, I I, I think you're in a place where your heart's ready mm-hmm. for me to take you to adoration. Yeah. Whether you're Catholic or not, yeah. I'm just like. His heart's ready. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife and I always have conversations about it. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, man. But you've like, journeyed with people through oh, RCIA. A lot of people. And like, yeah. you know, from, from yeah. beginning to end, it's yeah. it's like a charism. Dude, I, cool. I'm like I'm like godfather and RCA sponsored to like nine people. That's awesome. Because they're like, but dude, we don't know any other Catholics. This is ask Ryan, right? Because <laughs> yeah. like he's the only one who's still doing this old-fashioned yeah. mumbo-jumbo stuff. And they're like, well, we want to get baptized. Okay, we'll just ask Ryan because yeah. he yeah. believes in that. You know, and it's it's a it, number one. It's an honor, but number yeah. two, it's like I it's wish there's 
It's a sign. It's a sign that's visible yeah. that, they, that they're going to come to you because you're practicing your faith. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But it's also a sign. It's like, you must be pretty desperate to come to me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's like, that a lot. You couldn't find... The priest said... They're like, hey, do you want to be the godfather? The priest said no to your first pick, didn't he? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, time and time again, these situations, is, it's very interesting, come up over and over again. And you need a letter of good standing. You need, you know, recommendation. And it's, and it's hard for pastors, right? I get, I get, you know, requests, father, I'm, I'm being asked to be a godparent. Well, okay. Let me look at the registry, right? I have a lot of parishioners. I don't know everybody by name. I don't know if you're practicing. I don't know, you know, like I need to get better at figuring out solutions, how to best manage that process, because I also want to encourage people, hey, let's get you more involved in your faith so that you could fulfill the vows that you're you're setting up for. You may be nominally Catholic, but are you really Mm -hmm. living your faith? Are you going to take this role as godparent very, very seriously? It's it's a challenge for the mystical body of Christ today. It's yeah. a challenge for the church today. And and we find ourselves between a rock and a hard place because we don't want to be like, you know, no, 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 you're not, you don't, you're not a Catholic. You're not that, you know. And then we find ourselves doing that. And then yeah. what is that doing to people? It's pushing them away. Yeah, you want to explain to them and this bring is them what in. it is. You're really good at that. You know, I, ho- I, I mean, hope I'm we're trying. Both, we're both very good at that. Yeah. Like just drawing people into like the the source of our joy, mm-hmm. the the purpose of what what it is that we're doing and why it's so beautiful. Yeah. You now, know? here's something you should never say to a priest. Father, can I come to your church barefoot? <laughs> Why, why would somebody say that? Because they don't know about sock religious. Oh, there is no reason ever to go barefoot again because sock religious makes the absolute greatest Catholic socks that have ever been available. Me, Thomas Saquinas. Tom, Thomas Saquinas says it to be so. The angelic socter. Okay? Your reaction. That was excellent. That was good. You blew me away, brother. Yeah, there you go. That was excellent. Yeah. Uh, so really, uh, sock religious, it, they make these amazing Catholic socks, okay? they are. And if you're Catholic, you need to wear these socks. Seriously, these things are absolutely beautiful. They're super cool. They make great gifts. They're incredibly comfortable. I mean, these are brand new, Fulton <coughs> Sheen, Nativity. But let me just show you something Uh-oh. real quick. Don't ever ask oh, a priest to show you his feet. Off? I'm hey, taking father. my. That's oh, disgusting. Oh no! What you took your sock oh, off? Oh, actually, it's not. Is Saint that... Dominic, bro? Dude, the you rosary. were wearing Fulton Sheen the other time. I was, but you today, need to wash those, dude. Oh. Today, dude, your dogs I'm is barking. Wearing... You my buy... dogs are barking. <laughs> I love buy... it. Did you buy kid socks? Saint Dominic? No, man. You got little feet, man. bro. I've got a size eleven oh, and a quarter. It looks like what, fourteen. Eleven and a quarter. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I got so, a stain Saint, on that one. So St. Dominic, St. Nicholas, Fulton Sheen. I mean, there's what? Dozens they of got these the different. Nativity. They've got dozens. I hope dozens. I don't get any Kids. comments how white my feet are. Because I've got You're some white disgusting. feet. pretty <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Thank you, they Ryan. They've kid socks. Um, we know Mike Schmitz. Mike Schmitz has incredibly tan feet. Yes, and nice toenails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks like George Hamilton's feet. I don't want to know how you know that. So if you're interested in sock religious socks, they really are super cool. They make great gifts, great uh, things for yourself. Go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash socks, and you can save 10% off right now. Sock religious socks are awesome. Try them out. Now, something you should say to a priest. What's that, Father? Father, how do I pray? <laughs> There you go. 
The apostles asked that. Yeah, man. The disciples, the apostles asked yeah. that. Yeah. Do you know who else asked that? Who? Me. How do I pray, Father? Tell me. The number one Catholic app in the app store today, Hallow. <sighs> Thank Jesus. you for that answer. No problem. Look, tell I'm me trying about, to be the best priest I can be. Tell me about this And the hallow. way that I could be the best priest okay. is by promoting Hallow. Okay. Because Hallow is an incredible application. They have so many resources. It continues to grow month by month. Their development of the contemplative and meditative way of approaching prayer is part of none. There is no app Nothing out close. there that reaches even close to yeah. what Hallow is doing. Yeah. With the rich tradition of over 2,000 years of mystics that have shared their prayer life, I mean, Hallow is truly magnifying the work That's of right. these saints throughout every generation. That's a great, that's a great point. Now, <laughs> what Ryan, are you doing? I'm creating and concocting the greatest Catholic combination ever. This is the sacrilegious <laughs> app inside... No, I'm sorry. This is the hollow app inside sock religious socks. You can still use it? I can still use this. Really? See, look at this. I'll just... It's because you got greasy secret. fingers. Yeah. See? It's hollow really app. Smell hollow yeah. Father Mike Schmitz. Wow. Yeah, this... Look, I am no Father Mike Schmitz. You got a better tan than Schmitz. Do you also have eyeballs. Yeah. Schmitz doesn't have eyeballs, dude. He doesn't have eyeballs. Yeah. But he has nice manicured toes. It looks like him, though. You know what? He has nice manicured toes. He can't enjoy them because he doesn't get eyeballs to see. Look at that. Oh, that's Jonathan Rumi. He ain't got eyeballs either. Yeah, Jonathan Rumi is on there. He prays the Our Father. In Aramaic. He reads to you biblical stories. Freaking cool. I mean, yeah, it's really, it's amazing. I use it in the car with my kids, like just like a 10 minute daily reflection. And. Then we talk about it. And mm-hmm. It's just so cute to hear what they, what how God spoke to them because that's how the the lexio divina works. It's like God speaking to you, yeah. and you responding. It's really beautiful. And let's face it, there's there's a growing anxiety among people, and people. It's very hard for people to wind down, mm-hmm. and they have amazing features on this application that help you wind down with different music, different reflections, and then just an evening offering to God so that you can kind of get to rest, be strengthened by God as you slumber, and rise to serve him throughout another day. Mm -hmm. Excellent application out there. Check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, go to catholictalkshow.com forward slash hollow, H-A-L-L-O-W. It's free. It's free. H A L L O W W W Hello. It is free. For Why like not? ten days, thirty days. Yeah. Look, try it out. What do oh, you got to great. lose? You, you know, know? You they nothing to lose, lose besides yeah. some, you know, lack of prayer time. And giving it a shot, you you won't regret it. Yeah. For sure. So it's like a pocket spiritual like nugget in your life. That's right. Everybody at my parish. It's like having a wee wee little father rich in your pocket who's like, <laughs> wee, 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 wee little father rich. Wee little father, father rich in your pocket. Hey, in your pocket. Hey, Listen to me, pray. It might be time to pray right time now. Time to pray. <laughs> hey, why don't you do your night offering? All right, now we're getting into more things you shouldn't say to father rich. <laughs> right. Got wee father, father rich, rich. gives it to my little sock that I keep in my pocket here <laughs> and remind me when it's time to pray my hotel app. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. You think I could fit in there? Oh no, try to do like a bank robber look. I don't think oh, so. Oh man. No, there's no <laughs> way. Dude, fit. you look like Mickey Dolans from the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big shout out to Hallow and our wonderful supporters and sponsors of the show, Sock yeah. Religious. Awesome. I literally have one of these socks on my feet every day. That's nice. it. Nice. Nice. Look, if he puts them on his feet. 
to cover up them monstrosities. <laughs> well, I wear Imagine flip flops do every feet. day. So, <laughs> well, look, Ryan, sacrilegious socks look great with flip flops. They're great they to throw great at a friend with sandals. Look, the apostles. A lot of people think the apostles are just cruising around Jerusalem wearing sandals. No, they, they originated socks. the socks with sandals. Look, yes, they did. The Saint Jude. Jude, St. Jude the Thedidius and St. Philip. St. Jude the Thedidius, right? There's a couple extra Ds in there. Uh, they they populated the look of socks with shoes. So. It's a little dusty out there. Yeah. Little, you got to shake the dust. Right. Yeah. Uh, these socks keep them off. So That's right. Father, what else should people not say to you? Father, should mm. I ever say to you, so did you not like women or something? Or is it, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, women you know. wasn't your thing? Is what? that what it was? Was the women's not your thing? Is what that why you became a priest? <laughs> yeah. Did I you struggle you a lot in high school to get any girlfriends? Did a girl tell did a girl break up with you so you ran away to the priesthood? Uh, do you know that that has happened? To you? Not to me. Really? No, uh, but that's I, that's I know emotionally I know of a priest. Yeah, like and and I just I don't well, fine. If I can't have you, I'm not gonna have anyone. I'm gonna be a priest. Man. That's God, exactly I love you. I, I've I've heard I've heard guys say that. And so yeah, that actually yeah. happened to Holita, you know, yeah. with some somebody, a candidate that was pursuing. Not to Holita, to somebody. No, yeah, like, right. Holita. Yeah. Because so, the father's Holita's <laughs> out there like, what are you doing, Rich? Yeah, no, no, no. So, you know, and, and he had the responsibility, what I would have done as well. It's like, dude, you need to you need to kind of work out your prayerful discernment here. It's like you don't just run to the church and and to the priesthood because you get dumped by a girl or it didn't work out for you. Yeah. Like th- that's Jesus not, ain't no rebound. No, like yeah, unless, Jesus. No, no, he's not rebound. He's the Kembe Matumbo, man. Yeah, Jesus yeah. is tearing down some boards here. Yeah, man. he's tearing like, down some boards. So you know. No, you have to have a firm foundation, and it's got to be born out of a deep love for Christ right. and Christ's love for you, yeah, and that He's yeah. He's joining you to His celibacy, yeah. His celibacy, yeah. and His offering. Yeah. So you know you can't you can't kind of approach it like, oh, things aren't working out. I guess I'll be a priest. I guess I'll be a priest. Yeah. It's like you're not condemned to the priesthood, yeah. bro. Like if you're approaching your vocation as a condemnation. Yeah. Please save the church. Yeah. You know? Well, but look, it, look at like my my discernment was like I'm I'm sitting in adoration every day for like two years. I'm like, I'm you know, you hang out at the barbershop long enough, you should get a haircut, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll go in the seminary. I wanna be a priest, I wanna mm-hmm. be around church, I wanna yeah. be around Jesus, I love him, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I found out like he wasn't calling me to be a priest. Yeah. It was just like, Hey, we could still be friends and mm-hmm. then well, I had some other plans for you. And you it was know. similar for me too. Like I, I was deeply in love with the mission of the priesthood. Yeah, I was active. I was a San, yeah. I was at Santa Maria as a youth director. We yeah. we used to play uh, softball against yeah. the Knights of Columbus back yeah. in the day, and like visiting nursing homes. Like everything yeah. a priest did in service. Like man, that's super attractive. Mm-hmm. But celibacy was a whole nother call. Yeah, like I needed to heed and hear. The calling to celibacy. Unite that with Yeah, like, Christ. Jesus, are you yeah. calling me to celibacy? Yeah, like, yeah. that's a whole other yeah, level you're not, of the game. You're going all, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. and for me, like, I, you know, yeah, my, my celibacy is not a result of me struggling with my sexuality. Right, my, right, my, my celibacy is not. I mean, you're me pretty struggling. hot. You know, you're a hot priest, man. <laughs> Total waste, dude. Yeah, what a waste. <laughs> I mean, we get comments all the time like, he's way too hot to be a priest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, but, you know, someone less grounded who just wanted to become a priest after they got a breakup, they'd hit that kind of attention. They're like, because let's be honest, a lot of people give priests more attention than they would someone else. Sure. 
And then a priest starts getting that attention they never got before, and it starts yeah. putting ideas in their head. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean, that's I think that's one of the biggest downfalls of, of our, our, our holy orders, especially the diocesan, because they're in the world more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they get so much respect and so many people with power. It's like an altar montanism. You know, and, and if you and if if you haven't felt that deep intimate call with our Lord, mm-hmm. like you're gonna get you're gonna get spread thin yeah. with all the attention. Yeah. So attention's a part of it, no doubt. Like that can definitely be there, but it's also, you know, challenging to be in in a public position as a priest because you're also criticized as yeah. a result of your leadership. So you could even like, yeah, you can receive affirmations here or there, but sometimes you could feel very much alone yeah. and very yeah. isolated. Yeah. And, and you know, like if you feel in that place of isolation, man, I'm desperate for somebody to really love me. Validate. I'm yeah. desperate for someone to really validate me and affirm my masculinity, yeah. affirm, you know, my identity because yeah. I, people are misunderstanding me. People yeah. are misunderstanding my homily. People are, mi- and it could just be one negative comment. Yeah. So in that isolation, where do you go? You know, if if you don't have an avenue of taking your sufferings to Christ, guess yeah. what? You're going to. Well, I mean, even the sufferings that you're enduring in this particular case, which is you know the affirmations, but also you know the struggle with people disagreeing, walking away. Right? Mm-hmm. These are all this, the same struggles Jesus had. Bingo. I mean, like, with the download that he had, and and the and, and just that 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 um that that sacred heart, you know, and that's just bound by the pain. I'm looking at the sacred heart candle from you, Catholic, which is awesome. But you know, it shows like this barbed wire coming around his heart, and then this fire coming on top. You know, it's kind of like, you know, a very beautiful look at like if you're not close to Christ. You're never going to become his friend in a very deep and profound way as a priest because you're not going to be able to offer this stuff up. It's always invitational. Yeah. It's always invitational yeah. to the heart of Christ. So, you know, love of the priesthood is really love of the heart of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're not developing a sense of invitation to foregoing marriage for the sake of the kingdom, yeah. being a eunuch for the sake of the kingdom, you know— it, that that's the invitation. Like yeah. God is, has manifested his love in a particular way in the person of Jesus Christ in celibacy. It is a wonderful a counter. It, it's a gift, but it's, it's, it is countercultural to a post-sexual revolution world. Yeah. And thank God for that testimony. Thank God for, you know, especially with all of this kind of sexual fluidity that we have going on right now. What's going to Whatever stabilize? Whatever that means. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's like the, it's like this kind of fluid thing that can take on many different forms. Yeah. But what's going to stabilize it? Yeah. Is, you know, our our identity, the deepest part of who we are and the very climactic moment of our greatest virtue is not based in sexuality. Yeah. It's based in self-denial. Yeah. And offering of oneself. Yeah. And embracing the cross. You know, like so Well, it's the same way with like being a parent, you know, it's like you're a slave to the needs of, you know, your spouse. A good slave. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's it it is, you know, when you look at people that 
you know, we're not either, we're not as blessed or ha- have had two kids and that's like their ideal perfection of a family. Mm-hmm. Like I want my life. Yeah. I want my life. Yes. It's filled with sacrifice. My mm-hmm. wife's life is filled with, sa- with sacrifice, but like I am so not worldly because of my family. Yeah. Right. I'm, I, they keep you grounded. I don't get bothered yeah. by all this crazy stuff. I, I'm like literally in the self giving mm-hmm. of being a spouse and a vocation of marriage and then being a father to children, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, obviously you have, relationships with people and different things like that. But at the end of the day, you come home and your kids come and hug you and all those late nights that you were up with them and all the second jobs that you're taking to feed your family and all these other things, like mm-hmm. it's all worth it. Yeah. It's yeah. all worth it. And it's, it's the know? same thing too, for me, celibacy, you know, like I had, I had a beautiful experience the other day where I had a really rough afternoon, terrible emails, a lot of administration, a lot of challenges and I, I walked out into the church and there was two kids, Lydia and Claire with their grandmother. And I'd never met these kids before. And they're new to the family formation program that we have. And they showed up an hour early for, for family catechesis. Oh, cool. and, um, and it was beautiful. Like, you know, like, all that stuff went away. It went away, bro. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I said, I said, and they're li- they're little. I'm like, Claire, I could really use your help. <laughs> Claire, I could really use your help. Can you set up the name tags and the markers and everything? And then I said, you know, the feast of St. Francis of Assisi is coming up. Yeah. So I, I, brought, I put the, you know, the big screen down. And I put on a cartoon of St. Francis and they were all excited and, cool. you know. And it's, you know, like I very rarely get to do that stuff anymore, yeah. you know, yeah. like, so it was just, it was so renewing. And then I went outside and there were other kids that showed up early and we were playing hoops outside. I was playing basketball, like, <laughs> you know, Sweet. and, and it was just, it was awesome, man. You know, like, so I feel you, I feel yeah. you on that where all the sacrifice is worth it for these beautiful little glimpses of, yeah. you know, moments of deep communion and, and fellowship. But most importantly, it's the suffering that you unite with. Christ. It's, Christ, it's absolutely right. with Christ. It, that's and, what and notice really like in my it. suffering, I was going to Christ in the chapel yeah. and then Christ brought that, that family into the church, you mm-hmm. know, and it was just an exclusive moment with grandma he good. and Greg. Jesus is too good, he man. Good. Too good. All right. So let me, let me throw a couple of them at you. Yeah. I think maybe some rapid fire things that you should never say to a priest. All right. Yeah, we're already making him cry now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey father, you remember my name? <laughs> Please oh my don't. God. Especially don't do that to me. That's 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 just so hard. Look, I, unless you know that they know your name, don't put them on the spot because they don't know your name. They see thousands of people. They might recognize you if you go there, semi-frequently. If you go a lot, they'll know your name. There was one lady yeah. at my first parish. God bless her. I love her to death. She she came up to me like week after week. Father, what's my name? Just put I me said, on the spot. I said, oh. she says, my name is Shirley Etzel, Shirley Etzel. I said, okay, Shirley. I said, keep on doing that to me. <laughs> so she kept on every week. Dude, that's so strange. Shirley I call him all the time. I'm like, Etzel. I am Shirley Etzel. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm that's why I will always remember Shirley Etzel. So, yeah, don't do that to priests. It, it puts it, them on the spot. It and does. It's, it's and it makes personal. them feel really awkward. And it makes them feel bad because they want to know your name. It does. How about this one? So do you think this mass is going to be wrapped up by noon because the game's on? 
Nobody but, says you, that. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Can you maybe keep it short today, Padre? Oh, yeah. And they know, for, with me, they know that that's not going to ever be the case. <laughs> um, you know, there was a great priest, though. Father O'Flaherty, God rest his soul, from Flagler, Flagler County, Flagler Beach. And uh, he, was an, he was an older Irishman, and he would say, Hey, Jack, what's the score of the Notre Dame game? And they would yell out the score at the back of the church. Wow. Okay, we've got to move on. All right, here we go. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he was, it was bad. It was wow. bad. He was a big Notre Dame fan. Obviously. Here's something you should never say to a priest, unless it's an emergency. Anything after like ten o'clock. Don't call your priest late. Do you, do you know what? Do you know what that reminds me of? Is um, at at Saint Elizabeth we had perpetual adoration, and uh, but it was the the blessed sacrament was reposed. Right. Um, but people would come in the middle of the night and spend time. You know, and and they would ring the bell. The bell would ding. Somebody would come, open up the door. They'd come in or whatever. But invariably, like it would always happen where somebody, you know wouldn't show up or whatever, and then somebody would be outside, Mm -hmm. and then they would ring the emergency line. Father, I need to get into the chapel for adoration at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. That sounds like an administrative problem. Yeah, it's like this is this is not an emergency. Uh, you know, this is not an emergency. I did it a couple of times, but afterwards it was like, you know, you you, you guys can't you yeah. can't do that. Like, it, whether it needs to be a punch code or whatever, but like, yeah, that that was you know, uh, that's yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, here's one. Okay, father. Your your homily was a lot better than last week's. <laughs> what kind Sideways of, what kind of comments do you get on your homilies that are uh, like tough to swallow? It's tough. You get that? Yeah, I do. I and do. they're trying to be complimentary, but they're just or dogging they're, on your other ones. No, that or you know, it, it's it's always it's Probably always. You should have said this. That that happens too. Oh no! Yeah. You know where people people. Why did you bring this up? People get the impression like you're you're trying to performing. or you're performing that that happens yeah. too, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just not the case. Like you know, like I, I I would not be a celibate Catholic priest if I got into this to perform. Yeah, well, you said that plenty of times. You're like the Eucharist. If it weren't for the Eucharist, there's no need to be a priest. Why? Why sacraments? There's no need to be a priest. You know, so, but and you know, like a lot of people just aren't going to get it. You know, they're not. Yeah. Well, what a depressing show. (laughs) 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 Things you shouldn't say to a priest. Um, Here's something you should should never say to a priest. Father, I loved your podcast. I love your show. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't subscribe. I didn't click like. I didn't share this. I didn't go to catholictalkshow.com. I didn't even consider becoming a patron. True. I didn't visit your sponsor, Sacrilegious. I didn't go and get the Hollow app. I didn't buy candles from you, Catholic. I didn't do any of that stuff. How do you so feel about that? Don't ever let that happen. Don't say that to Father Rich. Don't say that to me right now. Don't do it. Don't even <laughs> say it, okay? So this was this was a lot of fun. And there was some, you know, this was a very good therapy session for me. Yeah. 
It, Thank you. You know, that's why we're here. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You know, that's why the audience is here. They're all supporting you. And, and I appreciate it. And that's what that's what this is all about. I mean, really, in all honesty, I do I do feel the support. I think what God is doing mystically for our community at the Catholic Talk Show is just really, it's amazing. This mm-hmm. has just been a wonderful journey. Yeah. And we're continuing the journey together. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're still with us and you haven't, Giving us a thumbs up. Go ahead and give us a thumbs up. It's free. It's free. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Give a thumbs up. Yeah. And we will see you next week. God bless. Mm